And we're back. Last week, about this time, Logan's computer just completely crashed. So, Logan, testing, testing, one, two. Do you come in, Logan? I am I am here. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to jump ahead like seven things. Are you seeing this big story? That's dropping about the Shohei Otani thing. Uh, I I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. But he has agreed to defer sixty eight million a year of his seventy million a year till after the completion of his contract. <laughs> He's gonna make. That's how they're getting away with this. I don't even. I don't even want to think about the math. So he this. is. Oh my. He's making two million a year. He agreed to defer $68 million of his $70 million per year contract with the Dodgers until the completion of his contract. That's just- He'll get paid $2 million per year over the next 10 seasons. The deferred money will be paid out from 2034 to 2043. That, is, that should be illegal. It's, it's exactly what's that's the first thing I saw is that somebody said that it, this is should be illegal. This is incredibly stupid. Apparently, he's making in the ballpark of 50 million a year with other things. So, like, that's how he's personally getting away with it. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I didn't mean to jump ahead of Illinois stuff, but that this is literally coming across the wire as we're starting the show. Unreal. That's how they're doing. They're, they're going to get Yamamoto now. They're going to get both Unreal. of these dudes. Real. Wow. That's just that's nuts, man. That is so crazy. Um. Wow. Uh. Yeah. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy our technology is working. I'm glad we're doing this. Hope I sound okay. Do I sound okay? Do I need to turn? Anything yeah. Up you sound anything great. Down? Okay. That's wonderful. Um. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of breaking as we're starting the show live. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. And no one asked us. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Shohei Otani, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a great start. Two weeks in a row, great start to the show because I can't even speak right now. <laughs> That's what I was. I was reading this as you were as you hit the live button. I'm reading this and I'm I'm in I am shocked. Uh, just shocked. <laughs> But that's how they're getting away with this. Sixty-eight million deferred. What's like? So he's going to get paid. He's getting seven hundred million. He's getting twenty of it in the first ten years. So the remaining six hundred eighty million is getting deferred for however. What I or I said ten years after that. That's how they're doing that. He's off. Is it off the books? I I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Happy Monday. Uh, Happy Monday. We were going to talk about Shohei at the bottom. Yeah, the I had him on here later. I guess we can revisit it. But yeah, welcome in. Thanks. Sorry. That's Logan. I'm Craig. I, I... <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'd be this speechless if like breaking a line I news happened right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. let's rewind. Uh, thanks for joining, everyone. Uh, that's Logan. I'm Craig. This is No Sorry. One Asked Us. Uh, follow us on our social medias. They're on the screen below on YouTube in the descriptions if you're listening to this later on uh, in podcast format. Um, first of all, 
I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed after our last uh, post game show on Tuesday. Uh, we hit our goal of 500 subscribers and blew kind of blew past it. We were at like 478, I think, going into that show, and now we're we've got more than 520 subscribers. So thank you to all that listened and watched that show. That's our second most watched show, I believe. Um, so thank you for tuning in. We're going to keep doing those more. And actually, we are likely going to stop doing these weekly Monday shows and only do post-game shows. Um, so that's where you'll be seeing us most is after every Illinois uh, game that we are available to do these post-game shows. So um, thank you for liking and subscribing. That, that's awesome to get to 500. Um, but we want to we want to see more. So if you're watching this live or later recorded, Hit the subscribe button down below and keep the number going up, up, and up. Um, yeah, it was a uh, – I'm still trying to, like, the Chohei thing is blowing my mind. Uh, one in one week for the Illini. We did talk a lot about the Florida Atlantic game. Um, obviously, we did an hour postgame show on it. They beat Florida Atlantic 98-89 Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. Um, so we're not really going to talk anything about that. But – Saturday uh, was a loss for the Illini, a uh, tough road game at Tennessee, who at the time was 17, I think. Yeah, Illinois was number 20, Tennessee was number 17. Sure. Um, Tennessee yeah, won 86 to 79, so a uh, seven-point Vegas knows, man. Vegas knows. Uh, seven-point uh, Vols win. <laughs> Not surprising. I mean, I expected to lose the game. So, and I think I said, um, I think I said even Tuesday night that I would take a single digit loss, which is what it came out to. So, not all that disappointing. Uh, I think maybe the most disappointing thing is Damask just went from 33 career high to six points, two of 11 shooting. So, uh, don't love to see that. But Quincy Garrier played extremely well, three of eight from three. Um, which was out of nowhere, uh, five rebounds, uh, 50% from the field. So a great game from him. Coleman Hawkins looked better uh, to build off of the FAU game. Um, but Tennessee's just – they're really freaking good. <laughs> they're really, really freaking good. Uh, I think I texted Logan after the game because I watched up until about the – 10 to 12 minute mark of the second half. Then I had to go into the wedding that I was going to. So I didn't watch the second half of the second half live. Um, and then I, I caught it on the recording after the wedding. Um, and I texted Logan, which he did not respond to uh, something to the effect of um, didn't like Illinois didn't play great and they were still in it till the end. Uh I didn't love the offensive game plan, but we're fine. So, something along those lines. Uh, was I'll read it. Uh, we didn't play very good, still right in it. Disappointing, but a good battle. Should have posted up on that little dude on Tennessee more often. Offensive game plan was kind of doo-doo. We fine. Yeah, it's doo-doo. <laughs> I believe was I was walking doo-doo. into Coles at the time that I got that. I just, <laughs> I just, I read it and I just let it go. Uh, uh, yeah, right. it was. It, I thought Damask should have feasted. On Zakai Ziegler, I, I mean, he's the dude's five eight, five nine. He was guarding Damask a lot that I saw, and 
anytime Damas tried, he just he faded away. Like you're yeah. a foot taller than the dude. Like yep. go into him. So yep. um obviously a lot to improve on. Even after the FAU game, we said there was still stuff to improve on. Um, but they battled, they played it great. They went up in the polls from 20 to 16. Tennessee went from 17 to 12, I think. So um all in all, not not a bad showing on Saturday. Um I'm assuming you watched. I would but thank you watched the whole thing. So what, what are your thoughts? I watched the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I was I was fairly impressed. Um, I I did not. Of all the games on the non-conference schedule, this is the one that I had circled as I'm not expecting to win this game. You're yep. going to Tennessee. Um, like I just, we could have won every single game in the non-conference up to that point. I still would have expected us to lose. Yeah. Um, and they they hung out with them. They had a lead at halftime. Um, they did a lot of those things without Terrence Shannon doing a whole lot. Terrence Shannon, most of his game came from the free throw line. As you mentioned, Marcus Damask was non-existent for the entire game. When your two guys that combined for 66 points the game before show up and I think had like a total of six points at halftime or something close to it, and you're still very much in the game. Uh, I was, I was fine with, with what I saw. Um, there were obviously things that were, that were, I don't want to say concerning, uh, but things that were obviously frustrating, as you mentioned, the the offensive game plan. Um, I mean, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to Marcus Damask first. Yes, his performance was less than ideal, um, especially coming off the game he had the night before. I know I've said it on the show that how important he is, uh, and but I think you also have to realize that you're just he's not he's not Terrence Shannon. Terrence Shannon is going to go out there and get his twenty points every game. Marcus Damask is not that kind of guy, especially at this level. Um, this is a team that honestly gave it their all um, on a Tuesday night. And then after the two, the the East Coast swing where they were on the road for, for four or five straight days with the Rutgers game and the, and the Florida Atlantic game, I'm not trying to make excuses, but like, this was the, this was the game you were probably going to lose. So the fact that they hung on around as long as they could was nice to see uh, the Damascus thing. As I said, yeah, it's frustrating. You would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of him. Um, but as you mentioned, Quincy Garrier, that was huge. I mean, he had a really nice night. Uh, we haven't, or day was a noon game. Um, had a really nice day. Uh, we had something we hadn't seen from him for a while. Um, Dem- I, yeah. The, the whole thing with the, yeah, their point guards, uh, really short. It was like five, five, nine. Um, Damask tried backing him down several times and Damask was still missing those shots. So I think that's something along the lines of I tweeted is, you know, you go for 33 on Tuesday and you can't even make a bunny against a bunny shot over a guy that's half your size, like it, or at least a foot, foot shorter than you or whatever. Um, I don't know. So yeah, there were certainly things that were frustrating about Saturday. Um, but Ultimately, like you won the two games leading into that. You start your Big Ten season one and zero on the road. You turn around and you beat a top fifteen team on a neutral court, putting up ninety eight points. You have two players combined for sixty six, and then you go into a really tough environment on a Saturday Saturday morning, and you you give them pretty much all you got. So I'm, I'm fine with it. No no real issues. Um, just got to turn around. It's it's kind of a light load here. Um, until we get to conference season, you got Colgate, yeah. you got Mizzou. Mizzou's never, never easy, but you know I'm not expecting that to be a tough opponent. As I said on the show, and I said it, I, I tweeted out: Tennessee is the best team we're going to see the rest of the season outside of Purdue. Purdue. Like it, the Big Ten is just not 
it, it's just there's just not it's just not there. The four teams ranked in the Big Ten right now were Illinois, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Northwestern. Michigan State's not good. Michigan's not that's doing bad. anything. Tennessee and Florida Atlantic are better than every other team in the Big Ten aside from Purdue and Illinois. I, I think I think that's fair to say. So, uh, and you played with them on the road on a Saturday morning. So, I was fine with it. Yeah, uh, I love this Tennessee team as well. Uh, no, I agree. I do too. Connect is from out of nowhere a couple of years ago. I, I didn't realize until listening to the broadcast that he was a JUCO guy. Um, so he did a year or two at JUCO. Then he went to Northern Colorado, and now he's at Tennessee. This, he's a baller. Um, he's a legit scorer. Ziegler's a great point guard. Um, Vescovy is just a bulldog. I, I love this Tennessee team. Uh, so for Illinois to stick with it in Knoxville, I, I think we're fine. We're fine. Um, but it is two games in a row that I feel like the defense played pretty well, and he still gave up 80-plus. Um, so that yeah. says a lot about the opponent. Um, there, I think Brant started the show mentioning let's not let Terrence off the hook. He's right. He did score 22, but 11 of those came from the free throw line. He was right. 5 of 16 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3. Uh, so, yeah, it's not – it was a lot – he called it garbage time. I wouldn't necessarily call it garbage time. They were still fighting to to win the game, but it was late game kind of. It was a lot of free throws. So, yeah, Terrence did not play well. Um, Illinois did shoot 36 threes, and I think in the preseason, if you would have told me Illinois shot 36 threes in a game, I would have ripped my head off. <laughs> but from what I saw, they were legit looks. For the yeah. first time, I don't feel like they were chucking. I feel no, like they these, were, these were great looks. They just they were missing. Yeah. Coleman went three of 10 from three. Uh, I don't think he needs to shoot that many, but if if he's open, he can take them. He's earned that right. Uh, he can make them. Damascus was over five. That's unlike him. Luke Goody was two for five. That's a little bit better. Quincy was three of eight. And that's it. I already said Terrence. Justin Harmon was over two, but that's fine. He, he needs to take about two or three a game. So, yeah, nothing really glaring. Uh, I think. Maybe the most glaring thing is Dane Danger only played four minutes, and that's not because of foul trouble. So, so there is that. Um, let's check the chat real quick. Um, uh, we had one. What's wrong with Coleman? Uh, and I think Brant uh, touched on it in the chat. Uh, he had knee issues. Uh, I think he's still just kind of working back from that, but he's playing better. So I don't think the what's wrong with Coleman question is really valid anymore. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, same guy asked, we need a point guard. If we had a decent point guard, we win that game. Pro- I mean, gonna yeah, it's going to be a theme all season. If you have a decent point guard, that yeah. changes the whole outlook of the <laughs> I mean, team. Uh, I think the point guard aspect was more important on Tuesday against FAU or last Saturday against Rutgers when they were pressing, and Illinois won both of those games. So um, I don't think the point guard issue is – a non-concern it's still a concern but i don't think it's as big of a deal as right now as people made it out to be in the preseason no i i'm with you and i, I think they found ways to work around it um we've talked about it but i mean marcus damask is a good enough facilitator yeah. terrence shannon's good enough with the ball in his hands ty rogers you can you can trust ty rogers to an extent no we illinois does not have a have an experienced veteran point guard on this team We've said it a thousand times. I don't think we need to keep stressing it over it. Like 
it's either going <laughs> to, we're going to live or die by it. Like there's nothing we can do about it at this point. So um, no, Ty Rogers, not an ideal point guard, but unfortunately this is the situation we're in. And as you're, to your point, I think so far it's been okay. Yeah. I think everything has kind of been, has been fine. And I think that it'll be this whole point guard by committee thing. Um, as I said, it just doesn't look like the big tens all that strong this year. So like, yeah, you're going to run into to stupid games. You're going to lose that you shouldn't, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I think this team's fine. I, I think they have enough. There's enough talent there in other places. They can do other things. You can have, you have guys like, you know, Quincy Garrier who can, you can have nights like he did on, on Saturday. Like it is what it is. The point guard situation. I just think we need to move on from it. Like, obviously Illinois doesn't have a starting point guard. It could, uh, um, it could rear its head again in March. It's a little concerning um, postseason play. Oh yeah, it, it definitely will. It's, but does the it's not going to go away? Does the non-point guard outweigh the six players that are twenty-four years old? You know the experience. It's it's kind of like this team ha- has one of the two. Um, so I don't know. Well, and I I think the other advantage that Illinois has now, granted they didn't they really weren't able to take advantage of it on Saturday, but they're going to have that size advantage. Yeah, they're not starting a point guard, but everybody they're starting is at least six six yeah. tall. Six foot, you know, you're not you're not gonna run into point guards that are that tall. So you're immediately gonna have a size advantage there. Um yeah. th- there's enough guys, guards that can handle the ball. Like, yeah, it's it's not gonna go away. Um, and it will it will certainly come back in Big Ten play, and it's gonna certainly gonna come back in the tournament. But there's enough experience on this team. There's these guys have played a lot of college basketball. I think they're going to be okay. I'm not particularly worried about the point guard situation right now. Because um, I don't know. Any, there's not one in the Big Ten that really scares me. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, not to harp on this, but that block charge call on uh, Quincy was about five seconds yeah. late. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. I mean, I, I don't know that it was the right or wrong call. But the referee watched I, it happen. Watched him miss the shot, then they tipped yep. it and, and then it went in. It. Then he blew his whistle. Right, like they took two shots after the contact, yes. and then he blew his whistle to call yes. that. That's one of the. I don't know if I would call it the worst calls, but it's one of the latest whistles I've ever seen. Um, I forgot all about that. It was incredibly late. I remember like thing, and then they showed the replay two or three times after that. I kept thinking like, oh my god, like what is happening? Yeah. Um, yes, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, like Logan said, uh, not a lot of action. Um, after Saturday, was Saturday was the ninth. Illinois only has three games until the turn of the calendar. So for a good three weeks, there's three games. Um, off until Sunday against Colgate back at home. And then Friday the 22nd, you got the Bragging Rights game in St. Louis. And then Friday the 29th, you're back at home against Fairleigh Dickinson to close out the calendar year. So a lot, a lot, a lot of downtime for the Illini right now. Um, it might give Moretti time to get healthy. I don't know how far away he is, and that's a whole nother uh, cog in the offensive slash point guard situation that some people might be forgetting about, um, and I kind of did until now, honestly. But um, he looked good in his minutes against the mid-majors, so – if he can get yeah. healthy, maybe he's a guy that can that can throw some some point guard uh, minutes in there. Um, I did 
noticed this too. Ty Rogers hasn't hit a field goal since the Rutgers game. He went over in the two other games. Um, a bunch of the Illini beat guys stayed overnight in Louisville Saturday night. Um, and I went and caught up with him for a quick drink, and we were talking about Ty offensively. I will say he was three or four from the free throw line, and his free throws looked much better. I think he switched up his routine. Mm-hmm. He does, I think he yep. threw a little ball toss in there to maybe get him in a rhythm. Um, but, yeah, he's never going to be a guy that – I don't know if he should take a shot outside of the paint, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, he is quite uh, – his offense is quite offensive, as the dad joke I, goes. I don't – yeah, I'm not sure if I'll go as far as to say his liability. But, yeah, I mean, he doesn't bring you much offensively. Yeah. Um, he can get to the basket from time to time and do some things in the paint. Um, but yeah, as far as him making a jump shot, no, yeah, <laughs> I just don't see it this year. It's going to happen. I mean, if he has any intention on playing professionally anywhere, he's going to have to have some sort of offensive game, but yeah. I don't think it's something we're going to see much of this year. Uh, thankfully there are other weapons around him where you may not need that, but if he can facilitate and rebound and play good defense, then, you know, you, you kind of trade it for, for the lack of offense, but it's certainly that is certainly something to to be concerned about. His game is if he has a guard on him, posting up, working on the block, doing the bully ball, uh, booty ball, yep. as Underwood says it, or crashing the offensive glass and getting a put back because off the floor he is one of the quickest Illini off the floor. He has some bounce, so uh, that's where Ty gets his action. Uh, yeah, so Sunday Colgate. Um, no, they're not a team to sleep on. I feel like they've made the tournament a couple years in a row now. Is that is that right? They made it last year as a 15 seed. They made it the year before that as a 14 seed, 22. 21, they were a 14 seed. So three years in a row. Uh, they were not – there was no tournament in 20. 19, they were a 15 seed. Okay, so four – Four years in a row because they didn't have a tournament in 2020. Um, they've been in the tournament, so this team's no, nothing to sleep on. They are currently six no. and four. Um, they have played Syracuse. They lost to Syracuse by four. Lost to Arizona big. Uh, those are their only top hundred opponents in Ken Palm. So um, at home, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, Ken Palm has it as a 17 point Illini win right now. So the line will be about that, but it's not going to be a 17-point halftime lead. This is probably going to be a pretty close game for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a team that can can be dangerous. Um, you have to think that coming off of the break that Illinois should be fired up enough. Um, but I, 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 w- I don't have any concerns going into the game, but I've seen crazier things happen. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not a team that you can necessarily look past. Um, but yeah, you just kind of never know after that coming off the break lull, mm-hmm. what you're going to see, mm-hmm. uh, cause this is finals for on campus and we'll see, but yeah, it should be, I mean, it should be easy for Illinois to get past it, but you're right. It'll probably be close for a while and some fans are going to be uneasy about it and somebody's going to struggle. And then all of a sudden Terrence is going to go off for eight in a row and, you know, it'll be put away. But, um, yeah, sometimes these things don't happen as quickly as people want them to. Yep. 
Um, anything else basketball related? Uh, anything else happened nationally over the weekend? Bronny James made his debut uh, for mm-hmm. USC. He scored, I think he scored five points or six points. Yeah, like um, had a nice had a nice chase down block. I don't know how many minutes he played, but USC lost to to Long Beach in overtime. I think overtime. Um, so that, there's that. Um, I really honestly didn't pay attention this weekend, so you need, I'm going to need some help here with the scores. Uh, well, they I don't know about the scores, but they moved up in the poll, uh, but are still lower than Florida Atlantic by a spot. Oh yeah, there was a lot of controversy about the poll today. I mean, I'm not going to look too much into the poll, but I just thought that part, that one part was interesting. I didn't really care where Illinois sat, but the fact that they're still a spot behind a team they just beat on Tuesday is obviously interesting. But it's not, it's quite, it's not like football where you only have so many games to work with. And it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but still, I just thought that part was, was interesting. So let's look Um, at this. As far as. Ah, that's not what I wanted trying to look and see how many people might have voted uh, Illinois behind Florida Atlantic. You're going to count all of them? Uh, just kind of get an, get an idea. Right, yeah, I mean, there's – everyone has them, like, in the exact same area. So that doesn't – I mean, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, because it's not – one like if it was one person you could be like how do you rank someone but i mean the highest anyone had florida atlantic was 10 the lowest anyone had them a couple people had them not ranked the highest one person did not rank florida atlantic the highest anyone had illinois was 10 and two people had them unranked so it's like it's right there it's really close um see ole miss is undefeated they're one of seven remaining and they're not ranked that's kind of interesting. Who didn't rank Illinois? I'm curious about that. John Rothstein has him at 10. He's the highest. Luke DeCock, D-E-C-O-C-K. That's his last name. From Raleigh, North, From Raleigh North, Carolina. North Carolina. Does not have Illinois ranked. And he has Port Atlantic at 17. David Jablonski from Dayton, Ohio. And David Jablonski from Dayton. I feel like he is... A, a bias against Illinois. He is. I feel like there's been a couple times that he has not ranked Illinois. Yes. He, he has does. Florida Atlantic uh, in four, at 14th. At 14th. Interesting. Yep. Again, I don't care about polls, so. No, I, I don't really care either. I just thought that part was interesting. Yeah. Uh, as far as other games around the country, uh, Arizona smoked um, yep. Wisconsin, Wisconsin on Saturday. Kansas beat Missouri pretty good. Um, Gonzaga lost to Washington. Alabama played with Purdue, lost by six. Yeah. Um, Sunday. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Um, okay. Big Ten. Indiana was two and zero in the Big Ten to start the season. Yeah. Um, when is that Arizona Purdue game? Not sure what's going week? on with um, is with Michigan and that situation. There's a lot of rumors about what's going on there, but uh, when's the 16th? Is that Friday? Yeah, 16th Friday. 
Really? It's a Friday night game? Arizona-Purdue. It's on Peacock, too. Friday for at the record. 4.30. It is on Peacock. What the heck yeah. is going on here? Yep. That's Friday. I remember when the Peacock schedule came out. I, that was one of the ones that came out. No, that's Saturday. 16th okay. is Saturday. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that's better. I thought it was a Friday game, and I was going to be – I was like, what the hell? No, it's not. Um, we got a question. Did Purdue's Stefanovic transfer to UCLA, or is that another one? I don't know who Stefanovic No, he is. graduated. The guy from – Stefanovic. Oh. Yeah, Stefanovic. He graduated. Stefanovic. Yeah, he's he's gone. I didn't know UCLA had a Stefanovic, but yeah, I believe he's gone. Yeah, this is riveting podcasting, but we're just kind of talking right now. This is what we do best. We're just up yeah. here to chat, catch up on the weekend. You were busy. I was doing some things, so you know, just kind of feeling out the situation as more and more Shohei Otani things come across the uh, the the wire. So we can chat about that here shortly too. Lazar Stefanovic from Belgrade, Serbia. He was at Utah previously. Are they related? I don't know. Look it up. Lazar Stefanovic. Internet's being slow. Probably because I got about 20 tabs open. And Christy's, I got a lot going on, too. Christie's streaming a show, probably, too. So we got Sounds that. like my house. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, it's not loading for. Oh, here, here we go. Personal life bio. Nope, has one older sister. So, okay. no, no relation to Stefan. No relation. What was his first name? The one from Purdue? Yeah, I don't remember. Who cares? Okay, uh, let's move on to what do we have next? Three, four. Or Illinois football, Illinois two football. years in a row, has an All-American. Uh, First team yeah. All-American. When was the last time that happened? Two years in a row? Ah, maybe never. Uh, well, I'm sure in the 90s, because they had Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice back-to-back years, I think, and they both won. I mean, they might not have been first team, though. Um, yeah, I have Because no they won. What did they win? It's pretty crazy. Or no. Dana Cort- Dana Howard. Dana Howard and uh, – is that who I said? Dana Howard and Kevin Hardy. No, I could, I said Simeon no. Rice. Said Dana Simeon Howard Rice. and Kevin Hardy won back-to-back the Buckus Awards. They might have been back-to-back first team. Uh, but, yeah, Johnny Newton, uh, I think he needs one more to be a consensus All-American. Um, but I would assume that he he's going to get that. Illinois um, last had back-to-back seasons with consensus All-Americans in 1994 and 1995 with Dana Howard. And Kevin Hardy. I know my stuff. Did you know that or did you read the press release? No, I didn't read the press release. I just know that because if you go to the Illinois Fighting Illini main page on ESPN, Mm -hmm. there's a section of award, like national awards that Illini have won. And the only three on there are Dana Howard, Kevin Hardy, and Whitney Merciless. (laughs) So... Every time I go to that page, I see that Dana Dana Howard and Kevin Hardy won back-to-back buckets of horse. So that's how I knew that. Um, yeah, I mean, anyone that has him on second team is just ridiculous. He's going to be a top 15 NFL draft pick. Uh, so the sad part is that what does Illinois have to show for it? 
<laughs> you know, nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part. That's the so, that's the uh, big kicker for football and men's basketball the last yeah. few years. Not a lot yeah. to show for the All Americans that have come through the programs. That's true. Basketball's it's had sad. their number, their, <laughs> their fair share too. And Might be looking at a third. Up. So. We'll just have to see uh, where things go. But what did uh, you say? But yeah, I said you might be looking at a third first team All American uh, this year. So we'll just have to see how the uh, oh for basketball, I'm yeah, a, for okay. basketball, basketball. I was like, who's going to be the football All American next year? No, 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 no. no <laughs> basketball. Uh, um, so yeah, good, good for Johnny. He's yeah. been a menace for two years. That's awesome to see. Uh, but then also, uh, I thought this just came out, but I guess it came out a couple hours ago. Keith Randolph officially announced. Um, he is going to the draft. I don't think that's a surprise by anyone. Uh, no. Yeah, 4.30 today, Eastern time. Uh, he's foregoing his last year to declare for the draft. I don't think he'll be a fur. I think he'll probably be like a third-round pick or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, but Keith has been the epitome of uh, Illinois football the last couple of years. So the, the law firm is officially moving on to uh, greener pastures. Um, I don't think there's any f- other football news as in regards to current or uh, current team or no, they did. No, the there is. There. They got a transfer D lineman to replace those guys from oh, Yale. They got a guy from Yale a couple last week. Yep, and then a guy from Auburn. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. In E N Y C E. I'm not, I'm not even going to try, but E-N-Y-C is his first name. His last name is Sledge. Um, he is a transfer from Auburn. I think I saw he has three years of eligibility left. Um, the guy from Yale only has one. So there's those two. I don't think there's any other incoming transfers. One of their targets is announcing on Saturday a cornerback. Um, yeah, I don't think there's been any announcements of entering the portal either. Illinois is kind of on the – um, kind of been okay as far as players leaving, unless I'm missing something. Anything popping into your head? No, I think that was that was the main thing. That was we weren't even going to talk about it, but I knew we at least needed to mention the fact that we have a first team All American. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I think we can move on. One of the guys that did enter the portal did commit. Taz Nicholson committed to Ole Miss, where Kanoto Hudson. Former Illinois cornerbacks coach is now at Ole Miss, so that makes sense because he recruited him to Illinois. So Taz Nicholson's going to Ole Miss, and uh, there are a couple other things here. I'm just going through the Twitter. Uh, I think, yeah, Keith Randolph accepted his uh, invite to the Senior Bowl. So I think Keith Isaiah Adams as well is going to the Senior Bowl. Tip Ryman's going to one of the All Star Bowl games or whatever. And there, there was a couple other guys, but um, yeah, the big news is that Johnny Newton is uh, likely going to be a consensus All-American, which will get his jersey hung in the Smith Center and a plaque outside in Grange Grove, outside of Memorial Stadium for the second straight year. Illinois has that. So uh, that is always nice to see, nice to hear, and hopefully we have more, but I don't know who it would be next year. <laughs> no, no clue. Um Probably Let's not. roll this into the NFL. Um, I don't have a little placeholder up there for it, but uh, coming out party for Chase Brown yesterday. Yeah. He had 21 fancy points on my bench. 
Uh, it caught a yeah. It didn't start him. <laughs> I did not start him. Uh, mm. Caught about a 55-yard screen pass for a touchdown. His first career touchdown. Um, and then he had another long run um, for. Did he ever? I think it was a run for maybe 30. Uh, let me pull up his stats here. Uh, he had eight. Ru- no, he had eight rushes for 25 total. Three catches for 80, and a touchdown. Uh, on three targets. So he caught all three of his targets. 21 and a half fantasy points for me, which is awesome. Um, Next Gen Stats tweeted out after his touchdown. It is the second fastest player with the ball in their hand on the season. Only behind DK Metcalf. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let me, <laughs> Would have never thought let that. Let me go to okay. my profile here so I can quote it and we get it right. Uh, next gen stats Bengals rookie running back Chase Brown reached a top speed of 22.05 miles per hour on his 54 yard touchdown reception. The second fastest play by a ball carrier this season, DK Metcalf, had a was 22.23 miles per hour, so 0.18 miles per hour slower than DK Metcalf, uh, for Chase Brown on Saturday. That is, uh, that's awesome to see. I think they're going to give him a lot more opportunities the rest of the season. Um, I know they are still fighting for a playoff spot, uh, but I think he's a clear backup behind Joe Mixon right now. And they're using the running backs quite a bit since Burrow was hurt. Uh, They're not throwing uh, the deep ball as much or to chase as much uh, Jamar Chase as much. They're using Mixon and Brown a little bit more. So hopefully uh, Chase can continue his his strong play uh, the rest of the season. Um. All right, now now people are just spamming the chat. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this. I think you know where I'm going. Are the Chiefs villains now, or have they always been villains? Because I felt like they were hard to to dislike, but after yesterday, they are very easy to dislike, and it's just from yeah. just from one reaction to one correctly called penalty. Like there's the only people that don't think that was a penalty are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I think. I still don't understand what their qualm is. Um, But to answer your question, yes, they are becoming the villains. (laughs) They weren't for a long time, but I think it's one of those things where after you win enough, um, you kind of just become one. Um, you die a hero or live know, long enough to see, see yourself there you become go. a villain. <laughs> there you go. You took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're happening. It's what we're seeing happen. And then uh, after yesterday, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to not think of them that way. Uh, they the, the Chiefs have kind of taken on a whole new aura this year. Era. Um, They're in a new era. era you want to call it? Uh, they're in a new era this year. Um, for things that really had nothing to do with football. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've just – they went from being this, you know, small market uh, team with a superstar quarterback that was, you know, making Super Bowl runs and all these things to now they're – they are the they are the villain. Um, and every non-Taylor Swift fan absolutely hates them and hates the extra attention they're bringing – um, and then for them to have the reaction that they did yesterday is just ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I think they have. I think they have absolutely became the villains. 
Um, I think they're they're which gripe, sucks because I like them, but their gripe is that the refs didn't tell him. But it's it's Kadarius Tony's job to look down the line and ask the ref, "Am I good?" And then the, then the ref would be like, "No, yeah. you need need to back up a little bit," and then he backs up. I saw a video on my way home from work. Someone was like sitting on the directly on the line of scrimmage and they were filming from their seat and he glances over real quick and he's got his thumb up, but then he turns like, there's no way the ref could have acknowledged him because he wasn't set yet. So they're blaming the refs, but it's really, it's Kadarius Tony. It's a hundred percent him like end of story. It's his fault. He was offsides. First of all, he shouldn't line up offsides. Second of all, you got to check with the ref, um, which he didn't do. So they're griping about nothing. Uh, as many calls have, as have gone their way the last five years, um, when one doesn't go their way, they become little bitches, and it's just, like, super annoying. Um, I love watching Patrick Mahomes play, but for other reasons, I haven't been a huge Mahomes fan. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to do with him. It has to do with people around him. But not, not a fan of Jackson? That would be one. and the other one is his wife but um they're just making themselves look like fools i mean that it is what it is um it was the right call um sorry the ref didn't tell you that he was offsides but that's not the ref's job to tell you that you're committing a foul you know it's your job not to commit the foul um the other thing there you go (laughs) (laughs) um Who's the best team in the NFC? I mean, I still think it's the Eagles, but you think it's the Eagles? That's not. not I thought it was an easy answer, but that's yeah. not where you, I thought you were going to go. Well, you want me to say the Niners? Yeah, I think it's the Niners. I mean, I I think it's one of those two two teams. I mean, I know that it's it's December and things tend to fall apart for teams at certain times, but I don't know. I it's it's one of those two teams for sure. I, I have no. I have the Eagles at three. Got your Cowboys at two. I think they're a more complete team. I think the Eagles have holes. That could be. I think they've been be. exposed no, the last that. two weeks. Yeah, that's that's certainly possible. Now, is I this mean, is this your Cowboys year? No, that's what I was gonna say. Now we know the Cowboys are gonna choke. Like they'll, the Cowboys, it, it'll end up the Niners will get the one seed, the Eagles will get the two. Um, so the Cowboys will go on the road because they'll be the highest ranked or the highest seeded wild card. So they'll go on the road to the NFC South winner. They'll beat them and then they'll lose their second round game. Like last year they threw a, they had, what was that stupid play last year? Zeke was the center and he hiked it and turned around and they like, they'll do some stupid like that and they'll lose to the Packers or something like, well, it won't be the Packers. They'll lose to the lions in some crazy fashion or whatever. It's that's what the Cowboys do. But I think right now, I think they're probably the second best team. I think the Niners are just a juggernaut when they're healthy, um, and they're they're yeah, healthy no, right now. Yeah, that's that's probably the right that's probably the right. Do you remember our Super Bowl predictions? I don't remember them. We did them super quick. No, I have to go back and look at that. No, I do not remember. Um, but I probably said something like the. <sighs> I probably said something like the Eagles or the Niners and. Uh... I don't remember. I think I said Bills. Ravens and Eagles, I think. I don't know. I truly don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go back. But it was bad, I'm sure. Okay, okay let's get to the big news. Uh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Shohei Otani 
signs or has said he's going to sign with the Dodgers. I don't, I don't think it's become official yet. Has anybody, has the team or anyone announced that he has signed? Other no, than his Instagram, I think they're posts? still they're still going through the physicals and everything. Yeah. But. So, uh, yeah, Shohei Otani picks the Dodgers, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. Um, there was that moment Friday where John Morris Morosi uh, tweeted that he was en route to Toronto, uh, but it turned out to be one of the guys from Shark Tank flying from LA to Toronto. It was not Shohei Otani. <laughs> Um, I forgot who it was. One of the barstool guys it was like, uh, it might've been Brandon Walker. I watch uh, mostly sports this morning. Um, he was like, reporters can gain some knowledge from tracking flights. But his example was like, if there's a flight from state college, Pennsylvania to college station, Texas, like that's probably like a coach or something. But if there's a flight from the largest city in the United States to the largest city in Canada, like that could legitimately be anybody, <laughs> which is a great yeah. point, which is what it was. Yeah. It was from LA to Toronto. So uh, I think Saturday, yeah, Saturday he announced that he's going to the Dodgers and now it comes out that he's deferring. What is, what does it come out to 680 of the 700 million he's deferring to after the contract? Yeah. Like, yeah. How does this so, all play out, Logan? I well, don't know so what to think I, about this. While we've been doing this, some information has le- has come out a little bit here. Jeff Passan tweeted this out. Uh, it says, for anyone wondering if MLB will challenge or cancel Otani's contract, the answer is unequivocally no. Unequivocally no. There is a specific article in the collective bargaining agreement that addresses this, and it's very clear. Deferred money is limitless, even $680 million of $700 million. And then he screen- took a screenshot of the um, – the article in the rule book or whatever says there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributed to deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. So it is perfectly within the realm of the rules (laughs) for this to be the case. That's a brand new CBA. So that's not going to change for a long time. Yep. So yeah, the gist of this is that yes, he is he is signed on. He's going to be signing for the seven hundred million dollars over ten seasons, which comes out to be you know average seventy million a year. But sixty eight of that every year is going to be deferred. So he's only going to be paid two million dollars a year by the Dodgers for the next ten seasons. Which I have a text from from Ben Brown, friend of the pod, said. Uh, um, Otani's going to be below the poverty line in LA, which, yeah, two million a year. Yeah, but he, would be. like you said, he uh, makes but he fifty gets, million. Yes, it's yeah, it's, he's going to be living off of the other money he makes through other endorsements and everything else. So that's not the issue. Um, now, yeah, so the Dodgers. I don't know how this works out. The the, the deferred money does does that just not count for like tax luxury well, tax and all this stuff like. 10 years from now, I, I don't even – it's it's interest-free apparently too. So I this whole thing is – it's literally unraveling as we're sitting here talking about it. So we don't have answers, and I don't even understand so, how half this stuff works Okay, anyway, so they're but. deferring it now. So he's making $2 million on their books now. But from 2034 to 2043, he's going to be making $68 million a year. And that's going to go on their books. So yeah. how are they going to survive 34 to 43? I think they have to assume at that point that – 
the inflation will have increased enough that sixty-eight million is not as big of a 68 number. Sixty-eight million will be a, a nine-hole hitter. <laughs> I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. But like. <laughs> The Dodgers clearly are like, we'll figure it out later. We don't care if we're, if we're bad for 10 years. Um, 10 years from now, we're going to try to win right now when we have the best player in the world and uh, two other of the best five or 10 players in the world hitting around him in our batting in our lineup. But And uh, we're just going to go for this but, now and only have to pay him $2 million a year. But who's going to pitch for him? Well, right now, nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So is that uh, they, where I that mean, this, other this... seven hundred million is going? <laughs> Absolutely, it's going to go to pitching. I, I don't know that there's a lot of options on the watch, free agent market right now. They're it's going to be a trade. They're going to get Yamamoto. They're going to get Tyler Glass, and they'll yes. trade for Cease or something like that. Yeah, they're in. The, yeah, they're going to be in there for Glass now, for Cease, for Snell. Yeah, like they're all of it, and then they'll have them the money to sign somebody else next year too, because they're the Dodgers, and they seem they seem to seemingly have an unlimited pit of money. Uh, and now it is even more unlimitless. <laughs> I don't even know how this is possible. Um, Aaron Graff. Aaron Graff, AG, Aaron welcome Graff. to the chat. Do you think Trout told told Shohei how much it sucks that people talk about his lack of playoff appearances? As long as the Dodgers don't go cheap on him, they're going to be a dynasty more than they are. Shohei just wanted to win. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's I still find it crazy that the Angels have – been so cursed as a franchise the last 10 years that they can't win baseball games with the talent that they've had. I mean, it's not just Trout and Otani, but they signed your boy Albert. Um, and Josh he Hamilton. Became Josh Hamilton. Anthony Rendon. Like they, they are exactly like they've had a lot, like they've had a lot of talent and they just haven't been able to win. Um, so yeah, that's clearly what he wants to do. Their he owner wants needs to, to win sell. baseball games. He wants to win championships, and just moving a few miles north uh, gives him a much better chance to do that. So good for yeah. him, man. I don't know how this is possible. I don't know how Aaron. Base- this is going to be the talk of the sports world for a week. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. Aaron makes a good point, again, that I had thought of. Dodgers are buying him on credit. They can invest that money. They're not spending to make it up. Yeah, I mean, right. they are going to make billions in merchandising and tickets and concession like yeah they're gonna they're gonna be fine it's just it's insane that as as we understand it right now from 2034 to 2043 they're gonna pay 68 million a year to a player that's not on their team like so i mean this is i mean i i read something about it. It was going to be deferred like the Bonilla contract. I did not expect it to be 68 million (laughs) of the 70 (laughs) a year. Uh, Like what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is nuts. Oh my God. I'm really sorry to derail our show from the very beginning with, with this topic, but bombshell uh, at the top bombshell, man. Yeah. It's nuts. Is there any other baseball news since I don't think anything else has happened. Uh, Soto. Oh yeah, Soto. Juan Soto Soto to to the the Yankees. Yankees. Um, I mean, it's shaping up to be as of now. It's shaping up to be a Yankees Dodgers World Series, which Major League Baseball would love, and I think everyone would watch. That would be a great World Series. But the um, Dodgers, in order to make room on the forty-man roster, traded away a couple players and acquired Trey Sweeney, Illinois, right, of Eastern Illinois University, former OVC Player of the Year. He was number eight. Um. Yeah, 
Um, Cubs have still done nothing. Um, I had a bookmark page uh, yeah. uh, from what's the betonline.ag. I bookmarked it because it was the odds of all the free agents and where they were going to sign. And now that those odds are gone. It had like Snell, it had Yamamoto, uh, it had uh, Glassnow's next team, it had Josh Hader's next team, and those odds are gone. So I don't know what Vegas is thinking right now for free agents, but there's still some out there, and even some trade pieces. I think they are they are reworking everything as you speak <laughs> yeah. because uh, they don't even know. Yeah. I, they don't know yeah. what to think. Um, Here you go. We got a uh, – B was. I was say, here's a Cubs. What's I up? Know you knew him, but here's a Cubs question. I, I was mad it. the Cubs haven't done anything. I realized that anything can yep. happen in baseball, but with the Shohei contract, I don't really care that the Cubs are doing nothing. Might as well just rebuild now. Are you on those? <laughs> yeah. Lines? So I, so sort of. Um, I I replied to uh, good old buddy AB um, a few days ago because he was he like many Cubs. Wait, fans, there's a couple. I know a couple ABs. Austin. Oh, okay. Uh, he made a comment on Twitter about how the Cubs haven't done anything, and I told him to be patient. And everything this was this has been a week or so ago now, because uh, at the time a lot of these moves haven't happened yet. But now, yeah, we are sitting here. Um, I didn't expect the Cubs to get Shohei Otani, um, but I, and I didn't necessarily expect them to get Juan Soto. But yet here we are, moves are happening, and the Cubs still are doing nothing. Um, I have seen Blake's sentiments about uh, not really caring anymore because they may as well just rebuild. I've seen that from Cardinals fans. I've seen that from Cubs fans just in the last few minutes scrolling through Twitter. So this seems to be a um, a shared sentiments around sentiment. But you've around seen Cardinal fans, fans saying that the Cardinals should rebuild. Not that they should re- rebuild, but I did see a tweet from a Cardinal fan saying how. Uh, um, Darren Pritchett, uh, Notre Dame, uh, he does Notre Dame hockey, um, but he's, he's a Cardinal fan from that area. He said, my statement to my son before last year is that the Cardinals won't win another World Series in my lifetime. Seems enhanced. Um, so I, have you just seen what the Dodgers did? <laughs> I mean, I think this is why. It, it has nothing to do with the Cubs and the Cardinals. This is about what the Dodgers are doing and how – how do you beat this? Okay. <laughs> How do you beat Okay, this? yeah, it's Shohei. Yeah, they've got Shohei, Freeman, Mookie. What have they done with that? Craig, they got Shohei for $2 million. I'm not – So they I'm have all this other money to go out. Champs right now. You, just, you can't ride him in as World Series champs right him. now. Okay. Vegas, I'm sure, is right let's now see. as let's, we speak. Let's look. Let's look at the odds right now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's – I mean, yeah, they, it's not over yet, but you, we literally just said how they're going to have the room now to go out and bring in Yamamoto and trade for Snell and, like, Dylan Cease do you, and Tyler Glass now. Like, do you want to, they can make any of that stuff happen. Right do you want to guess World Series odds right now? I have it pulled. No. No. Just tell me. The Dodgers are the favorite, as expected, plus 550. The Braves are next. Not at plus 900, not at plus 1200, at plus 650. When Houston is plus 850, Rangers plus 900. Like, it's not the news that's dropped in the last hour has changed everything, in my opinion. I'm not, 
I'm not saying that everybody else should be rebuilding. Like, I'm not suggesting that. I don't think the Cubs need to be rebuilding. Like, that's honestly kind of silly. But I get where he's coming from. And, like, when you see what the Dodgers have just done, not only did they pay a player twice the amount of the next highest player in baseball and can't afford to do so, but now we're learning that they're deferring nearly all of that money so that for the next 10 years, they can still afford to keep adding more and more players to their roster. That's I. That's all I'm saying. Like, they're clearly found a way, a loophole in the system to try and win World Series for the next 10 years. No, that's obviously not going to happen. Like, that's, that's silly. But the Yankees pretty much did it in the 90s. Just, so, like, why can't the Dodgers? Just spitballing here. I don't okay, know. I love it. What answer I expect here or how I would answer this question. But what if this was the Cubs handing out this contract and doing this? How would you feel? Do the Cubs also have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and okay, let, yeah, let's been playing for the World Series every year for the last six years, or are the Cubs are the Cubs now? Let's, let's say the, the Cubs are the Cubs things. now. If if Shohei decided to sign, I I wouldn't feel the, the same way. And the contract stipulations were the same. How would you feel? I, I mean, I would be excited about it, but the Cubs aren't in that situation. The Dodgers have been the best team in the National League for the last decade, year after year. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, the, the Braves won a World Series in there. Like, the Dodgers haven't won a World Series. Every, I understand that. But, like, they have been the clear preseason favorite, best team in the National League going into the year every single year. And now they're only just getting dramatically better. This isn't about the Cubs and the Cardinals or the Dodgers. Like, this is, this is about the Dodgers. To answer your question, I would be ecstatic if the Cubs found a way to pull this off. Like, sure, whatever. We'll figure out. We'll figure out the 10 years thing, whatever. I don't care. I do you think Shohei presented this option to them, or do you think the Dodgers yes. presented according the to the According to the report, Shohei presented So Shohei's option. agent is an expert and saw this in the CBA yes. and was like, let's do this, and it'll help you guys out. Yes. Do you think he presented it to every team that they wanted to do it? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, let's see. The report from The Athletic, from the Dodger beat writer um, – said uh, the previous unreported deferrals were said to be suggested by Otani himself as the negotiations vaulted to a figure towards 700 million um, well I don't know maybe I guess I thought I read that but I don't know if he did I did or not whatever um, yeah I, I don't know if the Cubs had done this it'd be a different situation do you want to make a bet right now? You get the Dodgers, I'll take the field for the World Series? Sure. What do you want to bet? I don't know. My Santa hat. No. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just – I don't. It comes I mean, back to the whole Florida crazy. State thing. Like, we got to play the games. Like, everyone's I like, why do we play the games? I, we got to play the games to see if they actually win it. I, I understand that. All I'm saying is that they already had – one of the better rosters you've added a player who uh, admittedly, like I'm not exactly like I get, I see what he's done and I know what he can be, but like I, if the pitching thing doesn't work out, they're paying a shit ton of money for it. Yes, hitter. exactly. I think he two or three years left in that arm, maybe. Right. But some, the point I'm trying to make is that this wasn't about, this is a very different conversation now than the conversation we were going to have two hours ago. 
this whole two million two million a year thing is this is I mean this is dramatically different yeah. for how much money they're able to spend on other players now. Like this is what it comes down to. Like it's not about them adding Shohei Otani. Like yes, that's a huge addition. It'd be a huge addition for any team, but it's the fact that they're now free to go out and add whatever else they need to add. Yeah. Like more so than we thought that was going to be the case yeah. two hours ago. That's what, that's what it's about. Yeah. I don't think the Cubs should be rebuilding. I just think that it's going to, it's just making it more and more difficult for anybody else to try and I mean, compete. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with you that we do have to go out there and play the games and everything else. And like, no, they're not going to win the next 10 world series, but I venture to guess they win several of them in the next thing. We'd be in a lot. I would be shocked if they don't. We'd be in a lot better moods if, he had gone to the Blue Jays and not the Dodgers. I was excited about the Blue Jays thing, honestly. Get him out of the I'm like keep him out of the NL. Get him out of the National yeah. yeah, out of the National League. Yeah, I'd be I would love that. But I don't know. That would have been a lot of fun, I think. Um that's a fun team as it is, uh, with, with Vlad and Bichette, but whatever. Now we have to deal with it in the National League. Yeah, so Dodgers become um, even more insufferable. The like the Cubs should have done a billion different. I, I mean that's what I'm saying, like if what yeah. you just read in the CBA is like there's no cap on deferral, like you could pay a dude nothing. Like, can you? I don't know. Like, there has to be. You have to pay this him was, something. Like, could you pay a dude? A this was already changing then, things. Like, I think that deferral law of, is just ridiculous. Yeah, the amount of money was already changing things, but now this is this is going to be a monumental uh, deal here when it's all said and done. All right, um, we didn't. We never finalized a uh, top five. Do you want to do a top oh, five? Oh, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> or do we want to skip it? We're already more than enough. Let's just skip it. I don't – we don't have anything in mind, okay. so. Logan threw about, out about 20 options, then we never finalized anything, so. Yeah. We can come up with one um, on the fly if you okay, want to. Okay, so but... other, other category here on our rundown. I loved the idea of top five things you would do with $700 million. Maybe we could do it now. I don't have um, it listed out, but. Top five things you do with – Twelve million dollars or twenty million dollars. Two million dollars because that's what he's making be. this year. Yeah, chump change. Just give one. What would you do if you got if you had seven hundred million dollars? What would you do? I would pay you to run my podcast. <laughs> you can pay someone better than me to do that if you got seven hundred million. I would put you on the payroll, Craig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that way. We could just do this all the time because I'd have nothing better to yeah. do. This and I'll have an annual pass to Disney. Allison won't want to go with me, but I'll go. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would put you on the payroll and we that's could have lame, a – Because that's not what you would, would do. have a show. Do you want to bet? <laughs> so first I mean, thing you I would do. invest it in some sports team, I assume, right? Yes, I would do something with it. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I think I'd probably want to have some sort of – I I would have some sort of stake in a team, probably. I don't know where I would start, but yeah, you know. I mean, seven hundred million yeah, won't get you your own team. Like no. you have to go in with someone. Because um, yeah. like the, I looked up today, the Cowboys are worth like nine billion, and the fiftieth most valuable sports franchise in America was still worth three point five billion. So like, you're not getting a full investment in a team, but you could buy a minor league team. Yeah. I could buy the South Bend Cubs. Go, Andrew Berlin might be looking to shed some weight. I don't know. Uh, what about I've, you? So this is actually funny because they just announced that they are going to do this. 
I've always said that if I ever won the lottery or came into that kind of money, I would want to give gift SIU for a standalone practice basketball facility and indoor football facility. Oh, which they have announced that they're doing that kind of doing. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see the announcement uh, day of, I saw it after. Um, But yeah, I've always wanted to like have my name on like the, the show basketball practice facility, like oven or something. Um, And SIU has never had one, but now they are, they're building a standalone basketball practice facility um, and not an indoor football, but a covered, a covered football practice field and some game day locker rooms and stuff. So um, I would just love the potential uh, headline and the now defunct Southern Illinois and local boy does good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 Pays for naming rights. Yeah. (laughs) Bantera. Yeah. Um, that would have been something, be but yeah, I would, I would invest it in some sort of sports team, I guess. Yeah. So same, uh, any, uh, I saw you tweet something about Oscar noms, the golden globes, golden globe noms, golden globe noms. Chat out about today. that. Is there anything um, you saw other than the Taylor? Nah, Swift I mean, no, nah, I mean, it's kind of, I'm behind. I'm really behind this year. My total movie number is tiny compared to what it's been in the past. Um, so I haven't even seen. Uh, shouldn't say that. I've there's there's a handful of these movies I haven't even seen yet. Granted, some of them just haven't come out yet. Um, so I will plan to see them over the course of the next few weeks. Um, so I might have more to talk about later. But as of right now, I was I they the Golden Globes have kind of been a hot mess of a situation. But now they've added what I tweeted about was they've added a. Uh, achievement box office type of categories it's like the top grossing movies of the year uh, but they also it was just seemed like a reason to add taylor swift mm. to the to the nominees list to get her to your ceremony to your award show that's pretty much what it seemed like to me i don't know that she'll win that but she's nominated for her for her movie so uh but yeah no that's uh that'll that's in like early January, Oscar noms will come out here. I don't know when those even come out, but I have some catching up to do. I've, I'm only, I know this seems like a high number because you've probably been to the theater, what, twice the last seven years? Um, I was just thinking, I never I, went to see Oppenheimer. I never went to see Barbie. We did go see, uh, what was the most recent James Bond? Is it Spectre? No Time to Die? Yeah, that one. Uh, we did go and see that one last year, I think. But... Yeah, we don't go to the theaters. Well, for what it's worth, um, my year total right now is 46. Mm, that is low for you. Uh, last year total, I saw 89. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm way behind. Granted, I usually give myself up until the Oscars, so I have about three months. Um, so I will at least get to about 60. But yeah, it's uh, I'm way... I just haven't... I just haven't cared. I'd gone to the movies I wanted to see and a lot of the streaming things that I just, it just hasn't been a priority to me. I mean, I've still made it out for the big releases. Saw Barbie, saw Oppenheimer, seen Killers of the Flower Moon. I've seen all the big blockbuster movies and I've seen a lot of the, most of the awards type of movies that have been out, but a lot of the other stuff I just haven't watched. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, big brother, uh, reindeer games start tonight. Um, you familiar with Big Brother Reindeer Games? You haven't they there's the Christmas thing they showed at the end of the Oh, I remember. Finale of Big Brother, yeah. you know? But what's yeah, it gonna, gonna be? That's, 
Is it just them? It's just nine former contestants playing games. They're not living in the house or anything or voting anyone I don't, out. No, I don't think so. They're already done. It's like it was like two weeks of shooting. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, but no, I think that's that's it. It's Christmas movie season two. So, um, oh, oh, this is fun. Uh, I got a text from my mom today. You'll appreciate this. Okay. Uh, my mom texted me and Allison today, and she said, uh, today Linux told me I was what the French called Les Incompetents. Yeah. Can you guess what movie he's been watching? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, she said it was a little hard to understand, but Cameron translated. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been watching Home Alone now. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. Because he was he also last – I think it was last year or two years – must have been last year – came up to me. At Christmas, and said, "Put that cookie down," which is a jingle all the way. Yeah. I'm just really remembering that you haven't actually seen that movie. So, well, um, the accent you yes. presented that line in kind of gave me the. Uh, you knew Arnold. Yeah. You know my Arnold yeah. impression. Spot on. Put that cookie down. Ow. We um, haven't made it through a full Christmas yeah. movie yet. We started Home Alone, but we turned it off because we started at like eleven o'clock, so it was bedtime. We've watched quite a bit. We watched quite a bit last weekend. We watched. Uh, Klaus, which I mentioned last yeah. week on our show, you should you should watch Klaus. Yeah. It's good. Started I think you'd really like years it. Years ago, um, it's animated. Yeah. It's probably honestly, I I do think it's truly the best Christmas movie that's been made in the last ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, there haven't been a ton of great ones, but um, I think it's one of the better ones. Right. But yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing. So, okay. How about you? Nothing. Nothing new. What are, you, so, what are you getting me for Christmas? Uh, I got you something last year. You did. You did. I don't think I got you anything. So. <laughs> I guess I, I, I don't guess think I I've even, you. I think it's still in the package right there. Uh, actually, we were playing ours um, a couple weeks ago or last weekend when I had a buddy in town. Yeah. We had a couple people over and we're, we're playing um, some some dozen trivia. Yeah. Um, one night. It's a fun It's a They've fun got a re, game. They got a restock uh, or a they, yeah. Uh, add-on. I got an add-on, uh, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think to get that or an expansion uh, pack. Expansion pack. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think we've got all our shopping all right. done too, though. I got Christie's done. I think uh, maybe just that. I think I need to get my dad something. But yeah, I got a few things I still need to get. But my goal is to have that done here. In the oh, next you know what days I? And... You know what I did for the first time on Friday? What's that? We had our office Christmas party Friday afternoon. Oh, great movie! It is pretty good. Um, I sang karaoke for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How's your karaoke voice? Not good. <laughs> and I'm what much, is your karaoke song? I am much song? better in the car or the shower than I am on stage with a mic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you'll appreciate What'd you it. sing? Do you have any guesses? Uh, well, I hope it's the same as mine. I shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't know. I was gonna say. I don't do a lot of karaoke. I don't hardly do any karaoke. But if I was going to sing a karaoke song, it would be "You'll Be Back." Oh no, from Hamilton. <laughs> no, uh, but that's funny because our boss told us we were doing karaoke before Thanksgiving. He told us so we were doing it, and he sent the the link. He's like, "You better practice." Here's the here's the app they use. So I downloaded the app to see what they had, and I showed Christy while we were driving from Louisville to Pinckneyville for Thanksgiving. And so she started doing karaoke like in the car <laughs> while I was driving. 
And she's like, here, okay, I got one for you. And so she searched it. She's like, oh, they don't have it. And it was Hamilton. She's like, you would have killed Hamilton. But I forgot about it. Um, it was Backstreet Boys. Mm, good choice. I want it that way. Yep. Um, of course. That was a little rough. It was higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's a little higher register. And then yeah. uh, right before I left, I had to leave early for the rehearsal dinner for the wedding. Uh, that was Saturday. So right before I left, I was like, you know what? I've always said that this would be mine, and I think I know it better. Um, Ice Ice Baby. Little oh. White Boy Rap. <laughs> oh. I feel like that one okay. was – I did a little better on that one because there's it's not really singing. You I could see you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done a ton of karaoke. Um, I do remember, and I don't remember where we were, but it was the year that I was doing women's basketball broadcasts. Mm-hmm. I did karaoke to a Goo Goo Dolls song with Bryce Williams. Interesting. At some random bar, I whatever town we were in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's honestly one of the only karaoke experiences I've had. Yeah. So. I don't know that I'll do it again, <laughs> but... Uh, I can say I've done I've sung karaoke now, and it was. If we not get great. to a thousand subscribers, we'll have a live karaoke session on the show. I don't know about that. Except we can't monetize. Yeah, it, we so can't monetize. We won't be making any money anyway. Uh, okay, <sighs> I think that's all I've got. So yeah, I think so. We I can can, uh, we'll we can close it down. Probably shut can, it down. Uh, I can start. The, I'm starting to smell dinner cooking, so that's my it's my sign yeah, <laughs> to to get off of same. here. Um, that's Logan. I'm Craig. That's, uh, episode 107, uh, of the show. I did notice that, uh, as of today, before this, we have 199 videos on our YouTube channel. So this will be video oh. 200 of our YouTube channel. That's awesome. But some of those are, some of those are clips of other episodes. So, um, so yeah, this is 107 of this show. Um, if you're still here, like, and subscribe, like the video, subscribe to the channel. And we passed the 500 mark uh, last week. Let's keep going. A thousand Logan grows his Matthew Meyer mullet, uh, and we'll hold him to it. So, thanks for listening. That's Logan. I'm Craig. We will. When's the next game? Is it Saturday? Sunday is the next Sunday. Game. Okay. Uh, we haven't talked about a post game. Yeah, we we'll want talk about if this we want to do a post game for Colgate. We may. Yeah. Uh, the week. The next one after that is Mizzou. I don't know. I might be traveling. I, think I, will be I, I don't too. know so, what our situation will so, be for that yeah. one. Logan, we may not have met, we we may not be on here again much uh, before the yeah. new year. Would be Logan guess. has been good about updating our Twitter uh, if we're doing posts or if we're not or if we're going on the shows. So um, just keep follow us on Twitter. Um, we need to get those followers up too. Well, we got our subscribers yeah. up, but we need to get our Twitter followers up. So um, thanks for listening. Gonna go eat dinner. We'll see you next time.